If this is your first listen to the Positively Joy podcast, welcome. We're so glad you're here. So please hit that subscribe or follow button at PositivelyJoy.com and make sure you're notified when we air our next episodes. We don't want you to miss a single thing. Welcome back to Positively Joy, the podcast on searching for the light in all seasons. And welcome back to part two of our conversation with comic book experts, Kate Polson and Anthony Brown. We had so much fun with the guys last time we brought them back. Here's part two about Daredevil and his religious traditions. There's a time when Matt is Daredevil and that is a secret from almost everybody. And then when his when when people begin to find out, especially people closest to him, they're angry with him for a lot of reasons. But, you know, one is because you didn't tell me, but also other reasons might be because, you know, you're breaking the law, dude. Um, But but he almost feels like when the truth gets out, um, he it, to me, it seems like he is. Um, oh, what's the word I'm struggling to find that he isn't he's not embarrassed, but he's. It's like this truth, it's such a heavy weight. And he didn't want to give that heavy weight to people that he cares about. I yeah, guess maybe, maybe that's where I'm, yeah, maybe that's where I'm going, a burden. And also I think he's questioning whether or not he is good because he, he does hurt people. He thinks he's doing the right thing and he goes after bad people. But um, like you said, he's fighting and he's struggling with the rules, the rules of law which he upholds in his day job, but he has this night job that has him do bad things sometimes. And so I think his, his duality is one that also feeds into that crisis in faith, I think, during the plot line. Oh, I just said, absolutely. I mean, I, I completely agree with you. I mean, and I was, I was going to tell you, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, um, that it's kind of like the story of Saul and Paul in some ways in the Bible. Mm-hmm. I mean, Saul persecuted Christians and it was like the bad part of Paul, who he, I guess, became um, after the vision of seeing Christ on the road to Damascus. And so then Paul was, you know, the good version of that person. But Saul was the one who did all the bad things before that. And maybe he has this very similar duality. You know, he, he probably feels not quite the same. He's not killing people, but at the same time, he feels like he's being pushed to do this thing, you know, and while Saul did it willingly, it was still the bad part of that person. And he mostly led a bad life. I mean, Saul did that most of his life and then he became Paul later on. And I think that Matt Murdock is maybe seeing some of that in himself. And I think, you know, once again, just being raised Catholic and knowing about that story in the Bible, I mean, he's, he's probably got to feel some guilt there just because of maybe he sees that in himself too. Hmm. I really, I, yeah, I really like the fact that you're comparing him to a Bible character. Um, wow. That's, that's really interesting. I think the difference there is that of course, Saul was this very bad person who, who saw the light and became this good person. Murdoch has been a person trying to do good, mm-hmm. but he, but he gets so, tired of failing to do good that in a way he turns to the other side 
Um, yeah. You know like what I mean? It's like King David. Like, right? King David, the warrior king. Yes. Um, he did good, and he did. And then when he would fail God, he felt this utter remorse. So even all throughout the books of Psalms, right? Like, he's he's there lamenting to God about, you know, what he's done and how he's wronged God. And he's praying for forgiveness and asking for forgiveness and, you know, and putting and trying to put his life back together while also, you know, doing good for doing good for God as well. Um, so I, I feel like maybe it's closer to something like that where here's this warrior King. And so he's been given this task to go, you know, to go lead the people, um, to lead God's people. But at the same time, he is having to, um, kill people and not the daredevil is out here killing people. Um, but I think, um, that may be a, a little bit closer, but I can see the salt of Paul comparison because, you know, it, it's kind of the devil on the inside of him that's causing him to do these bad things. Whereas he's striving to be a good person. Um, and as, um, Paul wrote in, in Romans, uh, chapter seven, it's not me that's committing these sinful acts. It's the evil within me that is causing me to, con- to commit these sinful acts. So it's not, me my body it's me my flesh and my flesh is weak and so that's what's caused me to sin it's good that you brought up the the fact that he's not killing people uh, because that is another conversation he has with father paul and he beats people up i mean he, he roughs people up just to get information i mean he you know he's he he definitely hurts people um and yeah they may be bad people but he definitely hurts people just to further his, you know, his, uh, his, his needs to try to find out information and try to get the bad guys. But he, he holds himself back from killing and he's had, and he's had those conversations with father Paul about if you, you know, if, if you, if you cross that road, if you kill, um, then that, that somehow changes you. What do you think about that? Well, that's also part of the 10 commandments. Thou shalt not kill. And I think it, it's kind of, uh, you know, I, I relate Daredevil a lot to Batman, which is my favorite character. Mm-hmm. And I see Daredevil more so like Batman than most characters in Marvel. I know a lot of people say it's Moon Knight, but I think I think it's Batman. I mean, his dad was killed. He was gunned down and it kind of instilled this idea that he wanted to, you know, fight this, this, this crime that was going on in his own city. He didn't want people to die like his dad did, gunned down in an alley, mm. you know, which is similar to the origin of Bruce Wayne. Right. So, you know, I think that there's a lot of similarities there and you just religion itself. Once again, God says, don't kill. And I interpret that as don't murder, you know, and I think that that's something that growing up Catholic, Matt had to have held very close to his heart his whole life. And then, you know, that having happened to his dad, too, he's not going to kill people. And it's really interesting to see these different, you know, I guess, ethical ideologies on on what to do with murderous criminals. You see that when Daredevil meets the Punisher, because the Punisher will kill the criminals who murder. That's right. He is judge, jury and executioner right there. And so when you see Matt Murdock and Frank Castle interact as daredevil and punisher it is very much what's the right answer here you know a lot of people have always said in comics you know if batman had just killed joker he would have saved like you know thousands of lives Mm -hmm. 
but Batman also doesn't kill because he doesn't want to stoop to that level. But you can understand the point behind he would have saved a lot of lives had Joker just died. So it presents this moral dilemma between those two because mm. they both have points. They both have their sides, but it's Matt sees it as, you know, it's not my decision to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just a man here. I'm supposed to do what's right. And I think that if, if I were Matt Murdock, I would think killing a person, a criminal who's been killing people just ends it. And you can bring them to justice by years and years of imprisonment. And that's a lot of suffering that you could impose upon them. And maybe they can change during that. Mm. The one thing I think that, uh, for whatever reason, at least in the Netflix show, um, did not show is um, Matt praying. Um, Matt talks, Matt goes to church a lot. He goes to confession. He talks to the priests, but we never see him interacting, you know, with God. We never see him praying, calling out to God, at least, at least what I've witnessed, I didn't see, um, asking him, you know, why did you, why did you give me these powers and what do you want me to do? Um, did we see that in the books at all? And do you think that that's something that was missing and that you would have liked to have seen? Uh, in the show um it hasn't really like his prayer life hasn't really come up in the comics um the church and things like that has always been a part of it and so i guess if we're i think as comic book fans or nerds or whatever we're going by these days um i think that for us we're like how close to the original characters can you be um we want I think that because we didn't see that, or at least when you read the comic books, like, yes, the church is prevalent and it's a big part of it, but like the spirituality part of pain and things like that isn't as big of a part of the characters. So we don't see a lot of that. So to me personally, it wasn't missing from the show because it wasn't something that he has done a lot of in what his close to a thousand issues of comics. Um, that have been out so okay okay Kate what do you think um I think that you do you definitely see here and there and I'm trying to think of examples in comics and I can't think of any specific instance where he's like you know has his fist up and he's yelling at God or anything like that I'm sure it's happened somewhere there's just so many comics to go through true um I kind of feel like Daredevil season three um he kind of feels that way toward God and he says it openly um, to the nuns that are helping him. True. And so, you know, he kind of says like, well, you know, I've given up on God and God, I felt like he wanted me to do this, but now here's where I am. And so this is why I've lost faith in God. God hasn't helped me. And he just says it out loud. And so you can tell that he has times when, you know, he seems like he's just given up, I guess you could say. But I think that that is a part of his personal journey and um just like in the book i'm reading now i think that that's something that it takes a long time to figure out you can be a devout catholic and you can go to church all your life and you can just have one bad day and everything can turn upside down everything that you've been taught to believe everything you thought you really believed could change depending on one bad thing that happened in your life. I mean, it seems to be that's the way it is, especially when death is involved. 
Mm. You know, it's, it's very difficult, but you know, that is life. And those are struggles that we will all go through at some point. And so that's why I think that this message is very poignant. You know, it, it really just rings true for everyone. I'm totally, you know, like I said, I was, I was totally surprised um, to see how strong the religious tradition was in this show. But how powerful, how powerful would it have been if we actually saw Matt praying or, or Matt even expressing his outrage to God? Because we talked about the fact that he is, that, that we as fans, we're, we may be seeing ourselves or how we feel or some, mm. on some, in some instances, you know, um, based on what we're seeing. So, yeah, I don't know. I think that it's great. I have no complaints. Love the show. But um, but I was just thinking about that and saying, hmm, maybe maybe they felt like they couldn't go there. It was too much. But I, I think that that might have been really interesting. Now that you say that, I do remember an instance. I think it was season two. Electra had gotten stabbed or something and Stick and Matt brought her back to Matt's apartment. And Matt was praying over her as Stick was trying to, you know, create some sort of antidote to whatever poison she was stabbed with by the the hand assassins i remember that happening now because okay. he was saying the lord's prayer oh wow so it was like over electric because sticks kind of looking at him and he's like hey give me this i need this and he you know he heals electra but that was some some episode of season two probably toward the end when they fight the hand okay but yeah that's i do remember the lord's prayer off the top of my head. I will go Um, back. I will definitely go back and look at that. Yeah. Cause that's awesome. That's awesome. So Mm. both of you guys, you know, I know that faith is an important part of you, uh, of who you are. Um, couple questions, uh, and then we'll wrap this up. Does daredevil connect with you on a special level because of his faith? And then my other question is, and you've already mentioned, um, uh, areas in the Bible. Do you have, um, a scripture, reading that um, resonates with you? Um, for me, yes and no. Again, I didn't grow up Catholic, so he doesn't connect with me on that level. But the fact that um, Daredevil um, is uh, is a spiritual character, and even in his uh, iconography, um, you see the cross and some of his stuff. So um, if for fun you were to Google like Daredevil statues, you would see that several of them have him, um, you know, with a cross or around the cross or at a church or on top of a church, um, in those different things, mm-hmm. uh, where, I mean, when you look at that and so that's kind of baked into and built into the character. Um, so for me, that that's part of the connection, um, for me with the character, as far as, you know, some of my favorite Bible verses, um, Romans 8 and 28, all things work together for the good of those of the Lord. Um, 1 Peter 5.10, um, I've called you to go through these trials and tribulations for a short time or for some time. And when it's done, I, you'll find that you're restored um, back to where you were um, and even better than before. And then um, my absolute favorite verse in the Bible is 1 Timothy chapter 1, verses 15 through 17. Um, which is, you know, uh, out of all the sinners in the world, I was the worst, but still God decided to um, show his mercy to me to show everyone uh, his everlasting faith or to show um, to show his everlasting faith. And so I feel like everyone can relate to all of those things, um, especially when 
we're going through the ups and downs of life. Like, you know, if you believe in God, just understand that regardless of what it is that you're going through, um, all things work together for the good and love of the Lord. Um, Amen. First Peter, um, with first Peter, again, the trials and tribulations as you go through, I'm putting you through this now for a reason and for a purpose. And when you come out on the other side, you'll find that you'll find yourself stronger than you were before and in a situation better than you were. You know, you just have to keep the faith. And again, to me, when it comes to evangelizing or even just kind of where everyone is, um, we're always our own worst critic, right? We always think the worst of ourselves and at times we're our own worst enemy. So um, the first Timothy uh, verses, first Timothy chapter one, verses 15 through 17, where it talks about out of all the sinners of the world, I was the worst. Um, I think we can all see that in ourselves and say, I was the worst, but still God showed his patience and his kindness and his love to me. And so basically if I can do it and God can show his love to me and correct my life or be there for me in my life, then he can be there for you as well. Thank you. Thank you so much, Anthony. Cade, final mm-hmm. last wise words. Sure. So, I love Daredevil really for all of these reasons. I mean, he's a great character because of who he is with the mask on and without it. He's interesting both sides. You know, there's, there's never a dull moment. And that's also what I love about the show. I mean, it's kind of like um, law and order and then, you know, superhero show, you know, you, you got them both going on and the whole trial for Frank Castle in season two was interesting. You just didn't know where it was going to go. Yeah. And I love, that. Um, but as far as religion goes, you know, I grew up going to church every single Sunday. We had Wednesday night meetings. And so, you know, I think that you're trying to understand what that all is growing up. And, and then you have other people who are asking the same questions. And then as you grow older, you see adults are still asking a lot of these questions too, you know, trying to find who they are, and their purpose. And that's what I like about Matt Murdock. Um, he's constantly trying to find his path in all of this. And um, it's, it's probably not a specific part of the Bible that I think about when I think of Daredevil. It's kind of like an overall picture. Um, I think that life itself is really just a leap of faith. And I think that Matt kind of keeps coming back to that, his faith. Like he can't find answers, but he's a rules guy and he wants to know answers because he is a liar, but nothing is definitive when it comes to religion and what you believe. So it's kind of like you do just have to rely on something that you can't comprehend. And that's faith like to a T in my opinion. And so there's a few things I just kind of want to end with talking about Um, in Daredevil season two, episode four called Penny and Dime. Um, it's kind of Grotto's funeral scene. And so he's in the Catholic church with the priest and uh, I think Foggy and Karen Page. And um, they're kind of discussing, you know, Grotto, who had, who had died. And Matt feels guilty, feels like it's on him. So he's kind of talking to the priest about how he feels guilty because he feels like he failed and he, sh- he should have tried harder. And uh, uh, the priest says, you know, Matthew, what are you looking for? And he says, you know, forgiveness and father says well for what he says because i couldn't do more he said well you did everything you could um and if you're the man that i understand you to be i'm sure that that's true so matt asks 
why do I still feel guilty? And the father explained to him that guilt can be a good thing, that it can be the soul's call to action, an indication that something's wrong. And the only way to rid your heart of it is to correct your mistakes and keep going until the amends are made. Um, Mm. And maybe you don't know what you did or what you should have done, but the guilt, that means that your work isn't finished. So to kind of amend that and to keep going and try to keep doing what's right, even if he knows he's doing something wrong, something he shouldn't be doing. You know, I think at the end of the day, that guilt's going to be gone. That guilt's going to be gone when he knows I've helped these people. I've accomplished this thing of protecting these people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he's rid a lot of the crime or changed the city from its ways to where crime is not near as prevalent. You know, that would go away, even if it means he's got to do it by means that he wishes he didn't have to do it by because he does have a moral compass. And that kind of reiterates kind of an, a concept I learned in college and some of my religious studies and philosophy classes that we live in a world of laws. And, and Matt being a lawyer, I'm sure he sees it in a similar way, but we have, we have God's law, which we can't really always comprehend because God is so great and so large and we can't really fathom everything that God can. So we have these human laws to govern us, Mm -hmm. but these human laws, they're imperfect, just like us. Mm. And so while we have to abide by these human laws here so that we can function as a society, there's a bigger picture than that, a greater picture. And sometimes trying to understand that it does require a leap of faith. So those are my final thoughts. All right. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Um, Kate Polson and Anthony Brown, thank you so much for taking the time. Um, this is a great conversation. And um, I think this is going to be a two-parter, guys. Awesome. <laughs> be real. Awesome. I really, I really appreciate you. Um, so um, I just would like to, uh, to, again, just express my appreciation and um, if there's anything else you'd like to tell us, uh, anything coming up in your lives for you guys you'd like to share in the in the comic book world um, or anything like that, feel free. Um, there is something I wanted to share to kind of circle back to something Kate said. So he had mentioned that Daredevil was playing chess with Reed Richards. Um, Reed Richards is the leader of the Fantastic Four, and in I guess one of their great one of the greatest stories it was by Mark Wade. And Mike, where Ringo, the Fantastic Four actually take a trip to heaven and they get to, I guess, meet um, kind of a comic book interpretation of God um, at the gates of heaven. So um, in one of the issues, the thing who is the big Rocky guy. And so the most recent Fantastic Four movie is terrible. So I would tell you not to refer to that. If you want to watch the Fantastic Four, (laughs) go back to the ones I guess. These hold up a little bit better now, especially by comparison with the most recent one. Um, but the Jessica that had Jessica Biel in the Fantastic Four, like that version. Um, so the thing is the big Rocky guy, or even if you're of age, you may remember the thing is a child in the thing ring and Ben Grimm. Um, he tapped his ring together and turned into the thing. Um, he ends up dying in an issue. And so the Fantastic Four, um, they want to kind of save his soul and go visit him and say goodbye and all the, these things. 
and they end up making a trip to heaven to go see Ben and go meet Ben, and ultimately he ends up coming back, and God lets him come back. But that is something that they do in an issue of the comic, and it's really fun. And that entire story or run of comics um, is a really good run and kind of good for all ages. Um, and it's something that that run is near and dear to my heart. Um, and so I think that if you're looking for something else to kind of look at, or if you're newest to comics, or if you're wondering about comics and religion and faith, there are several issues or several comics you can check out. But, um, I think that is one of the only comics where the characters actually visit heaven. Um, there are a lot of things related to Thor that involve heaven and hell and Hela and things like that. Um, but the majority of the time you see characters visiting hell and places like that, but never really visiting heaven. And so that one was really, um, as far as me and what we've got going on, uh, hopefully we want to get our podcast kind of reunited and, and start pushing out a couple of those. I know that we had over a hundred podcasts together and we kind of did some landmark different things. And, um, it was fun doing that over, over the years. And so, uh, we did Christmas comics and Christmas games and Christmas movies and um, all of those different things. And we talked on a myriad of issues. And sometimes we did weave um, social justice or kind of the things that were going on over the couple of years that we had our podcast. Um, so hopefully the gang is going to reunite. Um, all of our podcasts are still up on iTunes. Um, and so it's the uh, Infinite Danger Room podcast. If you want to check us out, we talk about a lot of different things. And so it, it was a pleasure um, getting to know Kate a lot better um, over the years by podcasting with him. And so um, he's a great guy, a great friend. Um, it was, everyone was sad when he, we were happy for him when he got married and moved to Orlando. Uh, but we were sad that, you know, the, the band kind of broke up um, because, with the podcast. So so are we talking a reunion? Um, it's going to be a Skype reunion. So, but yeah, we <laughs> hope to, to reconnect and get that rolling again. Okay, guys, yeah. you heard it here first. <laughs> that's yeah, great. yeah, for sure. No, that's yeah, great. Um, just last few things, just for whoever's listening, if if you are interested in Daredevil after this podcast, um, I would recommend you know maybe reading the very first comic book, maybe a reprint by Stanley and Bill Everett from 1964. You could probably find a reprint pretty cheap, um, and then maybe really the stuff that's really really good, critically acclaimed. I'd say the Frank Miller run. Um, and he created Electra, and then the the Born Again storyline that Frank Miller did, and that's a really good um, story about redemption. And I'll just leave it at that. And then uh, this new run by Chip Zdarsky, it's been out since 2019, I think summer 2019. It's been great. There's three volumes of that out. Um, Daredevil is just a great character, really interesting. So I feel like pretty much anywhere through there that you want to start, you're going to be in good hands. Um, Frank Miller also did a short story called The Man Without Fear. And that, I think, is like the definitive Electra, um, besides her actual origin in the books. Like, it really kind of dives into her background. Uh, but yeah, um, always love doing podcasts. Always like talking about comics. Check out The Infinite Danger Room as well. We've got a lot of podcasts up. So, just like Anthony said. And thanks for having us. This has been a lot of fun. Good, good. I'm glad you guys had fun. I really want to thank you. And uh, thanks to our audience. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. Hit that subscribe or that follow button so you'll know when new episodes are available for listening.
We appreciate you being here. And as always, this has been the Positively Joy podcast. Farewell for now. Mm-hmm.